She says you're a jerk. Really? Okay. Yeah, you missed that part. Yeah. Take a, take a number. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 149. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. And I'm really glad you finally started stocking Pibber in your fridge. <laughs> I feel a lot more at home now. That was, a, that was a present from a neighbor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't actually drink PBR. Neighbor. What do you mean you don't drink PBR? It's good beer. I, I don't drink that much beer. Yeah? Yeah. I don't like beer. What, what what do you drink? I like liquor. Liquor? Yeah. Liquor? Liquor and maybe protein powder <laughs> and things? What? What? Nothing. No. Nothing, bro. You're good. I'm not a bro. Okay. Yeah, whatever makes you feel better. You? Look at you. What are you calling me a bro? Look, what? Yeah, I'm not a bro. I don't look anything like a bro. You don't look anything like a bro. You look like a hipster. With your little beard and this flannel shirt thing? I, and the, I wear nothing but flannel shirts. And you're talking shirts. about drinking PBR? Well, I, hmm. You wear nothing but flannel shirts. That's a defense how. Uh, it tells you I'm from Vermont. <laughs> but you I, live in Utah. I haven't worked you, this you, out yet. <laughs> you've lived in Utah how long now? I'm getting some particulars together here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, go on. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you, yeah, and tell, what was, what's that jacket? That's some flexing What's to that do? motorcycle jacket? That motorcycle wear? jacket I wear? Yeah, what's it made of? Uh, it's made of wax cotton. Yeah! A wax cotton jacket. Wax cotton jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The kind the kind you keep talking about yeah. buying and you just won't do because yeah. you're, you're too bro-y. I am not too bro-y. You're like, oh, bros don't wear wax cotton. I did never have said that. You have no idea how much I'm enjoying this conversation right now. I you have, won't for a while now, but listeners, you will. I have <laughs> never said that. I, I wax cotton is fine. It, it's very practical. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> you, you, you were a hipster before it was cool to be a hipster. Obviously. You're the proto hipster. Yeah, I had a I had you're an like old vintage the, vintage bike before it was cool. You're the primordial ooze. It must be noted that 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 bike is still not cool today, and we're still waiting. It won't be cool. <laughs> but you were the primordial ooze from which other hipsters mm-hmm. came. Spring. Did you go to coffee shops a lot? Did you go to poetry slams? Did you? Uh... This interview is over. <laughs> Have you been to a poetry slam? Told you this interview is over. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what? I have a way with words. <laughs> Wait, you participated in a poetry slam? You have to participate in a poetry slam. That's the point of a poetry slam. I've never been to. One. Otherwise, it's going to see someone recite poetry. I thought that's what it was. Uh huh. No. <laughs> You you were that dude? No. Were you you strumming a guitar? Is that why you know? I have never strummed a guitar in front of one. Is that why you know how to play a guitar? No. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I was in film school at the time, okay? What do you want from me? We all have our our dark past. I've seen you in your wrestling singlet, bro. (laughs) You were one of the jocks, bro. I was not. I am not a jock. I am not a bro. There's nothing broy about me. He says, <laughs> "What? With beefy arms covered in tattoos." I, 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 I go. It's healthy. I go to a gym. I am. Mm-hmm. I work mm-hmm. out because it's. Mm-hmm. I'm older now. I need to watch my health. Mm. What? You're that old guy who mows with no shirt on now. 
You're that guy. I'm not that you're the, guy. You're the grown bro. I am not the grown bro. Old bro. Old bro. Old bro. Old bro is here. I, no. I, there's nothing bro-y about me. I have a, a job. Mm-hmm. I'm intelligent. Mm-hmm. I, I am reasonably coherent. Bros are writing angry letters right now. <laughs> yeah, letters like A, <laughs> M, maybe a backward Z. <laughs> oh, God. I will admit I hang out with a bunch of bros. <laughs> You met some of my bro friends. Yes, I have met some of your bro friends, and you've met some of my hipster friends. So it goes both ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know we can all agree on motorcycles, Chuck. Motorcycles, where hipsters and bros join together, just not in the same kinds. <laughs> but we ride the same kind of bikes. Well, yes, because we're actually, you know, we we make a big deal about being hipsters and bros. We are just giant dorks. <laughs> What do you write? I wrote an adventure tour. So you're a giant dork. Yes. (laughs) In your case, you'd be like, I've written a poem about it. And I'll be like, you take that back. I'll hit you. (laughs) He's working on not making little girly noise. He's getting better. Set, 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 set. <laughs> I, I do have to confess something. What's that? I bought a new pre-workout powder today. Did you? Pre-workout powder. It's called Meth Lab. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I don't even know where to begin on that one. <laughs> it has more caffeine than any other pre-workout powder on the market. Oh, okay. And oh. caffeine is good before a workout? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should be able to work out like any time of the day. Well, I, if your caffeine intake is anything like mine, you probably just it just keeps you normal. Yeah, you settle into that, that normal state. Right. That's why you I need like, like I the think I need super, some coffee. You need like the super caffeine in boost to actually get the the, the pep. No, that's when you just drink like two of the big cups of coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee. And then you that's can see throne. through. T- yeah, yeah, that's your problem right I don't there. Drink coffee. You, if you're serious about caffeine, you drink coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a hipster. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> yes, but let's be honest. If you're going to buy coffee, do you buy it from someone with big muscles or do you buy it from someone with a lot of shit stuck in their face? Uh, big muscles. Just big muscles know about coffee. Uh. Never buy coffee from someone who doesn't have like shit stuck in their face or visible tattoos. That person is not to be trusted making coffee. Uh, oh, there's this pre-workout that's um, Folgers. Mm-hmm. And Diet Coke. I said coffee. That's very distinct. <laughs> That's as close as I can get. Right now, the listeners are like, when are they going to talk about motorcycles? <laughs> it's called hyphy mud. It's it, it's a thing that I, guys I, do. I can't even. I just God, put a motorcycle up. Instant coffee. Show me, show me a motorcycle. <laughs> I, I'm dying inside. <laughs> Right, you you're dying inside, but out there somewhere, there's a listener who's going instant coffee and diet. Okay, I gotta try that. Mm, hang on, <laughs> mix, 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 mix. <laughs> and then they were like, "You know what I need? I need a stretch ruckus." <laughs> yes, that would explain why this bike happened. Mm-hmm. Titled <laughs> GY6, a 171cc Honda Ruckus for four thousand dollars. 
Uh, yeah. Go on. I have a Honda Ruckus I would like to sell. 2002 Metropolitan Front Frame, titled... The frame is titled... GY6-171cc from Scrappy Dog Scooters. So a sketchball Chinese engine. Okay. Enemy Creation Custom Wheels. They are nice looking. Mm-hmm. Mm, thanks, by Dwarf Seat Frame by Brake Light. What? That's what it says. Mm, mm, thanks, by. Mm, thanks, Bix. Thanks, Bix. The Bix. They made that up. Nay brake kit with Adeline forks. They're completely making shit up. <laughs> Ruxter's GY6 harness. Nay stem and handlebars. Composizmizo motor mount. The Bix. V2 exhaust. Only trades would be 240SX, which, by the way, holds 48 cubic feet of styrofoam peanuts, or a Honda Grom. Because <laughs> they need to stretch that out, too. I gotta stretch a Grom! I'm gonna murder that Grom. Mm-hmm. So we got here a really stretched out the fuck ruckus. Um, yes, with fancy wheels and parts that aren't ruckus. In Boston. In Boston. Yeah. That's, so, that's you know, your neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what the fuck? What's going on with the hipsters up there? I have no idea. <laughs> Why are they doing this? This is I. This is so far beyond my ken. I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's a ruckus, so it's got to be a hipster. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> although, although here's the thing: is he's asking for a 240SX, which smells bro to me. It's got bro written all over it. Maybe you got a gym membership. Mm-hmm. You know. So the thing about the peanuts is, like, you get them all in and they go in the main car, but then for the last few cubic feet, you got to go through the sunroof. Why do you know this? Because I filled one with the styrofoam peanuts. And you're calling me a bro? <laughs> well, it was one of my... Uh, Everyone in this room who was in a fraternity raised their hand. I hate you. <laughs> right now. <laughs> it was one of my fraternity brother's cars. <laughs> and you're calling me a bro? You uh, actually are a bro. Shut up. <laughs> you're... A hipster bro. Broster. Thank you. Oh, my God. Or a hippo, if you prefer. A hippo. A hippo. Hippo. (laughs) Wow. All right. I got it. I I still can't ride this thing. I I, I, I stretch ruckus. Just make... I... I, God. No. Mm, No. No. I'm moving on. How about a flying Harley Davidson? Ooh, I've always wanted a flying Harley Davidson. Extremely clean, cared for, low mileage Harleys. There's two of them. A mm-hmm. big brother, little brother. List of upgrades. Mm-hmm. Little brother is a 2000 soft tail upgrade to Screaming Eagle. Mm-hmm. And big brother is a 2009 EG Classic. Yep. Both accessorized. Both are kept clean and prep, ready to roll. Boring, boring, boring. What's interesting about this bike is in is this picture, picture <laughs> where this bike is l- literally a foot off the ground. Yeah. Maybe six inches off the ground? Yeah, and I can't tell if it's photoshopped or they're somehow holding it up by the bits you can't quite see. It, Why would you take it like this? Why would you do this as a picture? I don't know. It, it it If it wasn't for the really good shadow, I would suspect photoshopping. Uh, um, I still suspect it, for the record. Why would you photoshop it to do this? Because obviously people want to buy a Sportster or whatever the hell it is that is hovering. It is a hovering, uh, a hovering soft tail. Yeah. I don't, I don't. If I had a soft tail that could fly, that would be kind of cool. I got to admit, it would be pretty cool. I mean, I guess it, you know, 2015, we're we're expecting the flying car. True. Yes. So why not a flying flying, flying motorcycle? Apparently, was here in 2000. Yeah. Who knew? That's so weird. That yep. We just uh... we will, we will post the picture. This is probably the picture that is going to be the title picture of this episode because it, <laughs> you it's... you need to see this. It wow, man! This wow. is like that that unexplained UFO picture. You're just like 
I, did, what do you say? To this me? is probably Photoshop, but it, it why? almost has to be. But why did they do why? that? Yeah. That's that's the real mystery here. Not why? how did they make it look like a bike was a foot off the ground? Why did they make it look like a bike was one foot off the ground? Is it maybe just it's dropping? <laughs> that that was I was trying to. Did they did they just roll it off something? Oh, and it's did rolling, they, just rolling. Did they, did they throw it? Immediately crashed. Did, they, did it? Did it bounce? Is it? Did the ground suddenly drop? Is, is there it, a sinkhole? Are there? Did they Photoshop out the wires? Uh, did they? Did, did it, is CG? It, is there actually two huge dudes outside the picture throwing the bike to one another? You mean like two bros? Two bros? Two bros? Serious bros? Uh-huh. Like mega bros? Uh-huh. Mega bros? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're just tossing it back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, bro, catch, bro. Thunk. <laughs> Good catch, bro. It's never going to go well. Yeah, so hover Harleys are a thing, apparently. All right. All, all right. right. All right. So, you, okay. Just, you read this ad. 1988 Harley Davidson XTC motorcycle with sculpted bear on board. Uh-huh. That's strange. Uh, just, just, it's been modified and is called the Ooga Booga Bear in the Bear Fest in Oregon. If now, you I must. Oh no! Read the next. If you up. Google search Bearfest 2010, stop right there, listeners. Anyone within the sound of my voice, do not Google Bearfest. <laughs> okay. Do not Google Bearfest. I have a sneaky suspicion. I know what you'd find. <laughs> yeah, you find that. Because mm. bear is slang. Mm-hmm. For something else, it has nothing to do with motorcycles and nothing to do with sculptures. Basically, it's dudes who look like me who are into other dudes. Well, bigger than you. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beard yeah. and shirt match, though. And there's, they have a bear fest for themselves. I, this surprises me none at all. Yeah, yeah. So don't Google that at work. <laughs> Under no circumstances should you Google that. At work. Okay, so so the, I can see the silhouette of what kind of vaguely looks like a bear. Okay, now it. thank me for my Googling, because uh-huh. I found a clear picture of what is on this bike. And whoa! <laughs> that's not a bear, that's an evil tiki. This is an evil tiki bear on the Ooga Booga. On the Ooga Booga bike. bike yep. I. And yep. apparently this... this this is a real thing, a bear fest, where the idea is to put these sculptures, fiberglass or plastic, whatever, these plasticine sculptures mm-hmm. on motorcycles. Some of them look like Iron Man. One of them looks mm-hmm. like uh, that famous screaming Indian picture. You know, mm-hmm. it's all prone yeah. on the bike. I don't know why they do this. Mm-hmm. They just It's like an artist thing. Do. Well, it's in Oregon. It's in Oregon. So they're all fucking high as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, hey. Utterly blitzed. Let's. Let's do this thing. Yeah. (laughs) And now this dude is selling it. Yeah, so you too can have... uh, It would be a great advertising ploy to bring customers in for other purposes, not related to giant, creepy... Tinky things. On a recent trip to California, dozens of folks flocked to see the bears on the bikes. The entire motorcycle has been encased with a custom bear body, and the speedometer and odometer have been eliminated. Okay. <laughs> Read the wrong way, this ad is extra funny. For the record. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there it is, the Ooga Booga. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, I, no. You like motorcycle art. You should have this in your home. Right. So that you can you can come downstairs at night half asleep and turn around and scream at the top of your lungs when you forget it's there. 
have a heart attack. <laughs> if I had this in my house, because, you know, in this first picture of it, it's very silhouetted. It's very dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't see how incredibly weird and creepy it is. But if you're looking at that in a dark room, yeah, it's going to move. Yep, it's totally going to move. <laughs> it's going to look like it moves. There's no doubt. It, it's moving. Mm-hmm. It's moving. A giant tiki monster sculpture thing that is coming to kill you. It's hungry. Yeah, no. No, mm, but it's here in Springville. Hey, you too can own one. Yeah, yeah. lucky you. Uh, oh, here's a bike that's for sale now. Mm-hmm. It's a 2012 Euro Gear Up, low miles. Mm-hmm. Yep, 2012 Euro Gear Up with less than 700 miles. He wants 13 grand for it. Hmm. Now I want to talk to you about the Euro. Okay. So um, if you followed our Facebook, you saw that Todd borrowed my Euro mm-hmm. to go buy himself a Christmas tree. Yep. And when you came back with it, you said some things that I've kind of, I've been kicking around in my head and mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about it. Yeah. So you were, you were like, these are, these are all the good things and bad things I remember having about the Ural. Yeah. Well, the, the thing, the thing that struck me most about your Ural and you, yours is like every option you can put on it, you know, the fancy ignition, all this stuff Chuck's has. I mean, it has all the things on it. You know, there are things that I wanted, you know, the ignition and the running gear and the better exhaust and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, the thing that struck me about it was how not that much different it felt from mine. Mm-hmm. Like, the suspension is definitely a noticeable upgrade. Like, that was very noticeable. All the rest of it, uh, not really that different, you know? Like... Like, all the things that I liked about mine, I liked about yours. And all the things I didn't like about it, I still didn't like. And it was it was, it was kind of like, because, you know, to me, I was like, well, maybe I'll get a newer one. And it'll be, you know, like, it'll be a better ride than that. And, you know. Because it's got the round wheels and the it's fuel injection. It's got the round injection. wheels and the fuel injection. You know, I'm going to go shoot my fucking dogs. Yeah. Hey, hold, please, while we kill the dogs. It'll be a lesson to the other. <laughs> what are you doing? Which one of you want to die? <laughs> yeah, so Chuck. Your gear up with all the options was not that different. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's still the power is adequate for around town, but the minute you want to really accelerate or anything, it's just like no. Mm-hmm. Um, the incredible high center of graviness of it that you know you you adjust to over time, but then you get back on after a while and you're like, wow, this thing really has an extremely high center of gravity, like such that it's like sort of not not comfy. <laughs> Okay. Cornering. Like I, it, yeah, you can make it corner, but the bike has such a freaking high center of gravity. It is not happy doing it. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're working for it. Um, yeah. And then just the, just the general cockpit size and shape is not terribly compatible with my legs. So like, I remember you were talking about the, the acceleration, the suspension, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the ride and what I, I came away with is you were essentially talking about it. Like it was the minivan and motorcycles. You're no. like, this is super useful and very practical. And you're the friend with the pickup truck that I could come borrow when I need to haul something that I can't fit. But I don't want one. Well, it's not. It's not that it's the minivan of motorcycles. It's that it's a sidecar rig, so it's insanely useful and practical to have. Mm-hmm. And that part of it doesn't go away. But like. It doesn't, the novelty, I think what it is, is I don't get the novelty from the Ural anymore. You don't I mean, get I, the, the joy of riding out of it. No, I don't get yeah. the joy of riding it. Because, I mean, keep in mind, I fucking lived on the thing for yeah. four years. You know, this was, was my, it that long. It was that long. That was oh, my whoa. primary vehicle for four years. Like, me getting a car was a notable event for four years. 
So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. So you sure it's not like the minivan to you? No, no, it's not like the minivan. It's, it's, you know, just, it doesn't do what I want it to do. Mostly what it does for me is I'm like, the things that I really like about it, I'm like, if I could get a better sidecar rig mm-hmm. with like a better bike built into it with a, you know, a lower center of gravity or a wider stance, that would be really great. That would be something. It, it, it makes me want a nicer sidecar mm-hmm. is really what it does, which is kind of what my Ural was doing at the end of its lifespan with me anyway. Mm-hmm. It was making me really want a nice sidecar. So what, what do you want? I have no idea. I mean, you know, I dream of something like the one Claude's running around on a Rocket 3 with a, you know, fancy sidecar on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a Beamer or not so much the Strom. I don't think I'm going to mess with that. I'm just going to leave Would it be. Would a Beamer rig have a, a lower center of gravity? It might be a tiny bit lower, but the thing it would have is a wider stance. Okay. Um, so, you know, which would, it would create the effect of a lower center of gravity. Um, it would still have the higher center, you know, and when I think about it, what I really think about is like, how much do I really need the off-road with it? And like, you know, I need to go up dirt roads to campsites, in which case, fuck it, yeah. you know, get a touring bike of some sort, an old wing, uh, an ST1300, a, a Beamer R, RT, something like that, yeah. you know, pushing around a sidecar. And that's what I think about, you know, that. Yeah. I mean, even some of the cruisers where normally I don't like cruisers or cruiser with a sidecar is low center of gravity and it corners like a mother. Okay, yeah. That's a totally different animal. Yeah. Totally yeah. different animal. I still don't think I like the cruise because I'm not crazy about the position. But, but you know, you, you, the, the Rocket 3 is cruisery. Cruisery, yeah. You're not you're not stretched out on a Rocket 3. That's you're, true, yeah. You know, it's it's closer to the Strom than it is to, you know, the Harley Couch Glide. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. How about yes. a Harley Couch Glide with the, with the You know, I even right considered up? that. Because the, the Couch Glide is pretty Couch cool. Couch Glide is a pretty <laughs> freaking great bike. Yeah, and I even considered that, you know. Mm-hmm. R- wife's not super excited about the Harley just for the noise factor, but, you know, Harleys don't have to be loud. They don't. No, no that, they, those no, guys do that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's certainly a possibility. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Something, some sort of comfy touring bike, heavy good sized that I can push a big sidecar around with mm-hmm. and, you know, enjoy the benefits of being a bit of a whale and low center of gravity. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, then have like the creature comforts, like better brakes and, you know, all that kind of crap. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still digging mine pretty much. So yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're great. Don't I've get only, me wrong. I've only had it for a year and a half. Yeah. Mine just, mine just turned into the go to work vehicle and a dog toy, mm-hmm. which I couldn't justify with the bills I had. Mm hmm. All right, so our next bike. The Woody bike. Up for sale is a very rare opportunity to own a prize-winning showpiece that can either be used in your own collection or purchased as an investment. (laughs) Motorcycles as an investment. You're adorable. All right. (laughs) So when this bike was completed in 2006, it won all the competitions it was entered in and was featured on the Speed Channel. At that time, it was appraised at 200 thousand dollars and several offers in the 130 and 150 thousand dollar range came in which we declined at the time so now you can buy it for fifty thousand because we need some money and guys <laughs> seriously you guys uh recently uh, our shop had to downsize its show floor so we we're being forced to sell it we are pricing it low to move quickly there's equity in this bike <laughs> 
So yeah, it uh, it appears to be a uh, it's a cruiser that they've put wood siding all over. Yep, they've built this thing into furniture. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, it won a bunch of shows back in the day, like almost ten years ago. Uh, frame is a soft tail craft tech frame that has been molded, shaped, and painted to give it a bamboo look. Uh, forks and trees by American Air Suspension. Bunch of stuff, air compressor, blah, 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 so they can land the damn thing because mm-hmm. it is covered. It has a trailer with a surfboard. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, a, it's really designed to sit still. It's an interesting um, art piece. Yes, yes it has a little, motorcycle motor jammed into it. With its own little tiki god. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Woody bike. Well, yep. Yes. It, it kills me that they, they call this thing an investment and... And something that you could use as an opportunity to make money. And then they're just, like, desperate to unload it. Yep. <laughs> take it, take it, please, take it, take it. Touch it last. Yep. You can, this thing's worth $150,000. You can get so much money. You can have that for, like, a third of the product. <laughs> please take it. Um, yeah, because to me, this is just a really... Gaudy. Gaudy paperweight. Yep. Absolutely. You're not going to ride this. Nope. Absolutely not. I, 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 I get on the one hand that motorcycles have this mystique. And so like as an art piece, it's cool. Yeah. I just, I just, it feels like such a mean thing to do to them to make them unrideable and strange looking. Yeah. Cause it feels like it misses the point. Yeah. The joy is, is, is riding something. Yeah. And that is just to look at. No, it's in looking at it and showing it to your friends and telling them it's fancy. Tell them how much it cost you. Yeah. I bought a $200,000 bike for $50,000. Look at me. Go me. I would be curious to see what the uh, dotmeter on that bike said. (laughs) False. (laughs) Div by zero. (laughs) No. (laughs) Nope. It says nope. It is a... It is a pretty bike. I would not pay $50,000 for it. Never in a million, million years. No. So, what would you pay for better safety on a bike? I would pay upwards of six, dollars $700. So, we're on with Nicole Starkey of Helite Moto, who I got to meet at the AIM Expo. Hey, Todd, did I mention I went to the AIM Expo in a couple a couple weeks ago? It came up. Yeah? Yeah? Mm-hmm. You know that... that once a year, big motorcycle. No one really thing. wants to hear you talk. They want to hear it Nicole was, talk. I, I got to meet about a lot the vest of people because the vest Stuff. is awesome. The vest is awesome, and we had a lot of fun at the Amexpo, huh, Chuck? Yes, it was a lot of fun. How you doing, Nicole? <laughs> I'm doing good. Great. We we've had the vest now for about a week. Yep. We've we've test inflated it in Chuck's kitchen and our studio to hilarious effect. And we've got a couple tests planned, for, mm-hmm. which okay. I hope because I think I'm the one that's going down. That I don't die. <laughs> don't go down, Chuck. Don't go down. No, there's a hill and and possibly a street and I, I don't know. Todd's been eyeing these areas. I have a plan, although if it's really snowy, you may have to bag it. I don't know. Snow might be good. I... No, that's gonna cushion it. <laughs> it's easy mode. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I... if there's snow, we have a new plan. What I'll do is I'll be right. like, I don't have a sled, and I'll sit on you and ride down the. <laughs> I'm not. How does that test safety? <laughs> Awesomely. Uh, so, Nicole, you're you're from the airbag vest company. 
Yes, from Helites. It's called Helites. They're a French company, but our distribution office is in San Francisco, where it's raining today. It's raining here, too. So oh. tell us about the, the the company. How long has it been around? So Helite's been around for, I think, since about 2001. It's owned by a guy. His name's Gerard Thevenot, but he used to be into, like, aircraft and flight. He's an engineer who started making protection for um, flights, for, like, light aircraft. Protection for for flying? What kind of protection? Um, for like guys, I don't really know exactly what the vest looks like for this application, but it's like guys who who drive um, ultralights or fly ultralights. So it's an airbag vest, the same, similar in concept? Kind of similar, same trigger system. So the trigger okay. system's been around for quite a while. And, and then he moved into the equestrian world. So a lot of horseback riders and jumpers use key light vests but about 10 years ago the french government approached him to build the motorcycle application to reduce motorcycle fatalities in france it's like a pretty large problem that they have over there mm. so now um the, he builds he light for all the police officers the motor officers in france they all wear them i think about 2400 of them and then in spain they also wear airbag protection their motor officers and ironically, in Cottonwood Heights, where I live here in Utah, they really? yep, all our cops have airbag vests. What? I did not know that. Thanks yeah. for sharing that information. Also, they also have completely awesome ST thirteen hundred P bikes, which I'm just waiting for them to sell one. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good one to pick up used. So you were not aware of that. Is is there a competitor vest maker? Um, there is a competitor vest maker. It's called Hit Air. It's Japanese made. Oh, made in Japan. oh okay. So it's possible there. We'll, we'll have to like yeah, push one of them over and see which one pops up. <laughs> could be a different brand. I'll have to call them. But the um, Hit Air, I mean, just a little bit about the differences between the two. I know they tested their vest. On their website, they claim their vest deploys in 250 milliseconds. So, um, yeah, a little bit longer. Ours is 80 milliseconds. The Helite okay. vest it deploys in 80 milliseconds. So we really claim it has to be under a hundredth of a second to be effective in a crash. Are there similar in design? I mean, did, did it seem like they bought one and were like, ha-ha, take this round eye? <laughs> um, the trigger system is really close. I've never pulled it out to see like what the piston looks like, but the mechanical system, the whole like great idea behind it is that it's simple, easy to use. There's only two moving parts in there. So inside the trigger, there's a piston that pierces the CO2 cartridge and also a spring. The spring from hell. The spring from hell. You saw it. I mean, that thing is sturdy. We felt it. <laughs> did, yeah, you, I was, did you get a chance to take it all apart? Yeah, yeah. It was it was fairly easy to replace the thing. You, I mean, you take it apart, and as you say, there's there's a whole two parts in there. Mm -hmm. um, like, you, we didn't yes. need instructions to figure out how to rebuild the thing. I was just struck by how fast it did come out. I mean, you're, you hear the pop, and long before your brain goes, oh, my goodness, I'm wearing a huge inflated thing. You're wearing one, and you have this, like, pause where you go, oh, oh, hey, I'm inflated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to put it into perspective, the human eye blinks, and that takes 400 milliseconds, where the Helite vest fully inflates to 80 milliseconds. So it's, it's 
pretty fast. We should have all the videos of our test explosions with this show in the show notes. So. Including the slow motion one of me at 60 frames per second where it still yeah, is only yeah. a few frames of inflating. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It was mad fast. That first one where I, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, yeah. It turns out it should have something on it that said, don't put this on too tight. Um, <laughs> mistakes were made when Chuck put it on. Yeah, so the thing about the fitment of the vest, that's a good topic, is um, you want it to be fairly loose. Sorry, I didn't mention that before. Yes, yes, you do. (laughs) You do want it fairly loose. There are a couple of adjustment straps on there, so you can loosen the straps a little bit. But when it goes off, it does get really snug. But that's so it stabilizes your torso and your core. Oh, it stabilizes all right. <laughs> yeah, Chuck. Chuck looked like a like ten pounds of Chuck in a five pound bag. I think my <laughs> spine grew about half an inch. Yeah, my arm, damn. <laughs> yeah. So when when did he like bring the vest over to this country? Um. So they've tried a few times. It was originally distributed by I think the equestrian distributor. Who, I mean, for you can kind of understand for reasons that. Uh, it didn't do well on the motorcycle side is because they're horseback riders. I mean, definitely a different clientele. So mm. Yeah, that's weird. Like a horseback rider company trying to distribute to a motorcycle company. That's almost as weird. Get this. It's almost as weird as a cruiser company trying to build sport bikes and selling those. Uh-huh. That's yeah. weird. Are they building an electric bike, too? I heard that. Hard yeah. They, they have a concept electric. I they, don't know if they're going to. It was in Avengers. They, yeah, they, they, they toured around the country. Oh, wow. Cool. I don't know if they'll... I mean, it doesn't make though. the noise. It probably is terrible suspension. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say good things about it, but I know. we haven't had a chance to see it or ride it. The funniest thing about Harley's electric bike, though, is that if you go to buy the toy from Avengers of riding the electric bike, I mean, who rides the electric bike around the entire movie? Black Widow? Yeah, Black Widow is riding the entire movie. It's like she's got this kick-ass bike, and she's constantly on the bike. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, okay. So she's constantly on the bike the whole time. If you buy the toy, Captain America's on it. No Black Widow action (laughs) figures. Well, obviously, girls aren't into motorcycles because motorcycles are... It really matters what gender you are. Girls don't ride. Girls only ride on the back. For reasons. Yeah, yeah. Ew. Just waiting yep. for the reaction. You know, I don't mind riding on the back, but it's helpful riding your own bike. You <laughs> <laughs> like motorcycles. Don't make me get all high and mighty up on my my podium here. Let's stick a pin in that. We'll come back to that. <laughs> so, okay. So, Helite was trying to go through a horse distributor. That didn't kind of work out. Yeah. So, um, Max Moto picked it up, which is my company. We also distribute Ramus Exhaust and Berzig motorcycle stands. So, we've been around the industry for quite a while. Oh, okay. Yep, so really we went full force about a year ago. So the technology, the vest that we sell has been available to riders for eight years. Hmm. So this is a vest that's been on the market for many years, Mm -hmm. tested many, many times. Mm -hmm. We've only had about three riders go down in the U.S. so far. Sorry, take that back. Four riders go down in the United States so far. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. wait. Five. Five. (laughs) Wait, wait. Okay. Four. Final answer. (laughs) 
So yeah. Well, come this weekend, possibly five. <laughs> I'm not sure what what all is going to be. Please. <laughs> it would try be not bad to hurt press. the demo. But, well, you know, we'll ride around with it a little bit too. I, I was really, I was, I was thinking about riding around with the demo vest, and I was having this nightmare scenario where I call Nicole on the phone, and I'm like, Nicole, you know the demo vest you gave us? I crashed it. You know what? I would be so. I mean, I wouldn't be happy that you crashed, Todd, but I would be so. I would be if just trash that vest and it saved you yeah yeah i suppose that's you know that's that's good press let me ask you this of the what we say four guys that gone down have any of them replaced their vest or are they using the same vest um so we replaced one guy's vest but his vest we ended up putting a new co2 cartridge in it and it still worked and he slid on the freeway for going he's going about 70 i'm sorry 60 miles an hour Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it did um, endure some abrasion on it, but the bag was fine, not damaged. We ended up replacing his vest because he wrote us such a great testimonial on our website. Cool. Wow. Yes. And that's the vest you guys have. <laughs> yes. The testimonials are great. I mean, people call me and I just like get chills when they're telling me, I hit a curb and then I hit the fire hydrant. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. So now that brings up that brings up an interesting thing. So there's one other mover in the market now that I've noticed. Dianese is very big on this. And there was a pretty, pretty dramatic uh, crash on the track. I can't remember who it was, but... He crashed in his Dianese suit thing, and theirs, instead of a vest, has it. It looks like a giant mushroom that appears around your head. That's the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, like, he was wrecking it, you know, 100 and something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he sort of bounced, 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 got up and scrambled away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so, saw the picture of that inflated, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen that um, built into any of their suits. Mm-hmm. That's for sale, anyway. I mean, like, the retail suit that they have. Um, that customers can purchase. I don't think it goes up around the head like that. Hmm. It's now, just collarbone. The reason the reason I ask is because the 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 crash profile is very different on the track versus on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the track you're going to slide for 900 miles and not hit anything. On the street you're going to pinball off of everything. Mm-hmm. Correct, um, and that's is, what gives you the in, the um, injuries. Sorry. Now, is the is the Helite vest sort of designed with that kind of crash profile in mind, or just a, a strike and slide kind of thing? Uh, no, we are. It is made to um, absorb impact. So if you do hit a guardrail or if you hit a car, you're going to hit something. It's made to absorb that impact, and that's where a lot of the research comes from with Helite. Is they do research on the pressure level of the bag, so it has hmm. to be strong enough to absorb that impact without transferring it to your body. But they don't want it so hard to where it hurts you when it goes off. Right, you don't want it to transfer the energy, huh? Interesting. What hurts you when it goes or off? Don't want it to be like- <laughs> I, I, I have opinions about There's that. There's user error there, <laughs> chat. Just leave it to you. <laughs> when used correctly, the heat vest will improve you. So I, let, let, me, let me ask this. Now, show this to my wife, and she's like, that's great. And then had sticker shock, because it ain't cheap. I mean, it's, you know, it's about on par mm-hmm. with like a fancy helmet. Yeah. Um, or a fancy jacket. Or a fancy jacket, yeah. 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 Which is kind of how I saw it. Yep. Now... Do you ride around with a Helite vest, Nicole? I do. And I split lanes in the Bay Area pretty often. So when my dad saw that I was selling this, he was like, you're wearing one. But it was, You're wearing one now. I know. It does make me feel <laughs> Put on two. It gives you peace of mind. I mean, it just – for the one click that it takes to click in to do that, 
it's a small inconvenience to the benefits that you get. It it does a lot more than just a regular motorcycle jacket does for you. Now, with helmets, both here and in Europe, there's there's safety standards that have to be you know applied, like DOT. Um, what's the S one? Snell. Snell, and then the ECE. ECE. Is there any kind of regu- regular regulatory? Or regulations for for this airbag. So current currently in the U.S., no, there is no regulations for airbag protection. Um, we're trying to work to get CE to approve some kind of like guidelines, I guess. But mm-hmm. in Europe, they all the airbag manufacturers meet quarterly, and they are trying to make those guidelines up and trying to. Um, and they do have some in Europe, so they say that their airbag vest is approved in Europe by CE. Okay. Um, it does- How many airbag manufacturers in Europe are there? Really, the big one is just Hit Air. Um, I, I've seen a couple other little guys out there, but no one really up to the standards of Helite, in my opinion. I mean, I'm, I might be biased, but... BMW's got something. So right. BMW was going to partner with Alpine Stars. Okay. Um, and that was kind of like put out there by the press, but... From what I talked to at the dealers in at the AIM Expo, they say it might not happen just because of um, – with the electronic systems, you cannot repack them yourself. You have to send them back to the manufacturer to have them repacked. And they're having some issues with customs. And it's a two, over a 200 Interesting. Feet. Yeah, it's expensive. Ooh. So their their system was a, was a computer-controlled system. Yes, it's an electronic – they call it an accelerometer, I believe. And, it, and you were talking to the dealers at the AIM Expo. Mm-hmm. And that's just a rumor. Hey, Todd, did you know I went to the AIM Expo this year? It was like this large uh-huh. gathering of, of yep. motorcycle yep. enthusiasts and dealers and yep. accessory mm-hmm. and a lot yep. of industry people going. Mm-hmm. And, people and there's, vests. And there's wait, three. wait, I have a question. Is Nicole the person that was pulling someone's leash and knocked him over <gasps> before the vest went off? Yes. Me. Yes, she was. <laughs> yes, it was you. <laughs> Yeah, me. But it wasn't me. It was uh, yeah, it was Spencer. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's one right. Of our, one of our previous guests. She was trying to show off how much force it took, and and Spencer <laughs> and was he, unprepared. He wasn't setting his feet correctly. <laughs> Spencer was not ready for that force. Did he fall over? He didn't fall over. You jerked him off his foot. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, put some muscle behind it a little bit, yeah. I don't think he was. He wasn't expecting that. He, a lot of people, you know, approach this vest and they're just like, <laughs> "You're gonna get someone's gonna pull your leash." Yeah, and just go off. And, yeah, yeah. So it does the first take thing I did, of course, was immediately to pull try. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Todd was yanking my. Chain I was yanking it. I was like, "He, he, it's not working." <laughs> so finally, we, you know, we did the setup. The the slow motion one of Chuck pulling the leash for me is it's great because you can see him like. Use his whole body to yank it. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes I don't get them on the first try. It happens, but... I knew if that happened to me, I would never hear the end of it. Mm. <laughs> so 60, 60 pounds of force. The thing that occurred to us is 60 pounds of force, you probably can't make walking away from your motorcycle. Um, have you ever almost knocked your motorcycle over by forgetting to unleash? Never that severe. I mean... The- when I walk away too, like if I were to just jump off the bike, it probably would pop the vest before it would pull my motorcycle over. Just because it's like you're battling for the weight. So it depends on, mm-hmm. you know, the bike's always going to be heavier, I guess. Depends, but. 
Challenge accepted. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so it's very hard to accidentally deploy it. But if you do, it's just $25 for a new CO2 cartridge and two, two to five minutes to replace it. It's very simple. What kind of reaction are you seeing from dealers to this vest? Um, a lot of people that I've talked to, a lot of dealers that I've talked to are just learning that it is available. So mm-hmm. they're kind of skeptical. I mean, it's for good reason. But You show up and you're like, I haven't invested in flates if you fall off. And they're like, no. They're like, you have a what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it does take some time just educating people about the um, – the technology about how they can sell it to their customers and how they can protect their own customers. I mean, some dealers just have been going off with it. So it really just depends on the personnel that works there and how motivated they are behind um, stocking an item like this. What kind of things are you, are you doing to demonstrate the vest to, to get people to really get a, a, an idea of how the thing works? Um, I mean, it, I've tried so many different things, but the end all to it is just popping one of those cartridges on every single person. Yeah, yeah. that would that was that was my thought. Is this 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 thing reminds me of heated gear? The uh, the local motorcycle cycle shop has a place where you can plug in heated gear and heated gear in various sizes hanging next to it. Mm-hmm. And they say basically, if somebody walks in and puts on the heated gear and plugs it in, they will leave with a set of heated gear. Without fail. This strikes me as the same kind of thing. If you walk in and you put on this vest and you pop it there in the store, you're going to walk out with one. Yeah. It's, it's you that, see it click in the people's that face good. When, mm-hmm. when you do the demo. I mean, you see, especially with the helmet on. I don't know if you guys did the demo with the helmet on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the I helmet thought you ain't going told anywhere. me not to shoot it without the helmet. Okay. Okay, good. I try to remind people, but I don't, I don't remember if I tell them all the time. So. You said it in kind of an ominous way, so it scared me. <laughs> or it'll pop your head off. <laughs> that first time, it probably would have. <laughs> so what did it feel like with your neck? Did it immobilize your head? Did you kind of feel like neck brace action? Oh, yeah. It, I felt completely immobilized yeah, as w- far as my core okay. yeah, I, and everything. It was just amazing. I was amazed by how hard and how – like I. So I was expecting, you know, it's going to inflate and it'll be like a, a squishy thing. You know, mm-hmm. like I was imagining like a like a rubber ball kind of effect. I think everyone imagines Everyone that, seems yeah. to imagine that. And then the thing goes and it's like, it's so freaking full of these bars around you is the only <laughs> way I can describe it. Yeah. And then the head immobilizer is just the coolest thing ever. Like that is, of the whole thing, I like it all. I like the, I like the around the body, but the, the head immobilizer is just bloody Awesome. Yeah, that's probably you know the biggest benefit you get with wearing um, that vest is the neck and spine protection. You know what we got to do when we go out for the weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, we got a friend who we've told him about this, and I've showed him the video. He didn't buy it. He doesn't. He's still really him down skeptical. The Dude, there's a huge industry bias to this product. I don't get it. We, I mean, we I could it. throw him down the hill. I was just going to say he could watch, but you know, mm-hmm. okay. I, I think I because he's he's so our buddy. He he. This is this guy is the early adopter of high vis. He yeah. saw high vis in his store and he was like, I need that. <laughs> I need all that. He is Mister. He started Head the trend. To bottom. Freaking high vis. He is Mister. For safety. years, you saw high vis and you assumed it was him in the city. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that dude is, he is. He, he is the man who and needs I, to try this I was this surprised vest. he didn't jump on it when I told him about it. He, well, he, he got the sticker shock and was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'll he just needs wear to. A, a, hel- a 
jacket and gloves. And he needs he needs to experience this thing. He does need to have it popped yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you tell yeah. people the price at first, and they're like, "Whoa, six hundred dollars!" But <laughs> so, like, when they find out what it really can do for them and how much insurance it is when you wear a vest like this, I mean, price mm-hmm. starts to get better and better and better. I mean. Well, and, and how many people out there, you know, I, I, was th- I had the same sticker shock, and then I got thinking, I'm like, oh, I'm wearing a $400 helmet, and a $500, $600 jacket, and $300 boots, and yeah, you know what, actually, this is this is kind of, it fits this is not that far yeah. off, yeah. Yeah. especially for what it does. Yeah. I mean, okay, it's it's not waxed cotton. Todd would like it in waxed cotton. Wax cotton is cool. You've even considered <laughs> wax cotton, but you won't do it because I wear wax cotton. The wax yes. cotton jeans movement. <laughs> yeah, Todd is the proto hipster. Yes. I was in wax cotton before it was cool. <laughs> Todd was a hipster before it was cool. <laughs> I was inflating my vest before it was cool. <laughs> did you guys get my tether that. today? We did. Okay, it good. just came today. We've got it hooked up because we, the first videos our listeners will see with this show is us with a dog leash hooked up to the Helite. <laughs> we do not recommend using a dog leash for the real use. Yes, but it was it was what we had and it fit and it worked great. Mm-hmm. But for when me getting chucked down the hill, I think I would like to use the real one. Okay, that's fair. Or if I have to jump off the Ural, I'm going to want to use mm-hmm. the real one. Don't jump off the yeah. Ural. Why? No, I think that'd be pretty effective demonstration mm-hmm. yeah provided we i don't get you with the sidecar wheel <laughs> please don't run me over with the sidecar <laughs> wheel. that's the that's my real worry in that situation yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> my real worry is i don't achieve 60 pounds of force <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be a good that would be a good word that would be- okay so so i got i gotta ask nicole so you're wearing one of these vests around um What's the most embarrassing time you forgot to undo the leash? Because this, this sounds like a whole new level of comedy for motorcycles. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody saw me when I did this, though. So, which is- Then tell us. Well, I, sure. just, I pulled up to the pizza place, and I walk away, and it just pulled me back. It really wasn't that co- that much comedy. I mean, it's you think it's going to be funny, but it really wasn't that funny. If anything does happen, I'll let you know, though. <laughs> I figured the elastic probably helped. Oh, I do have one good story of somebody getting off and accidentally deploying the vest. Really? <laughs> yeah, we were at the BMW MOA rally in Billings, Montana, and one of my dealers rode up there with the vest on. And they were doing an off-road ride, and he said he really had to use the bathroom. And like... <laughs> <laughs> And jumped off the bike violently, and the vest exploded. (laughs) Promptly killing all his friends with laughter. (laughs) Well, if he had to go to the bathroom that bad... That's going to be hard in that vest. That that, that just made things worse. No, no, no. Well, I mean... I don't know if it made it worse, or it went away, or... I don't really know what happened, but... I'm thinking he needed a change of pants (laughs) after that vest deployed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! I'm thinking it, it just I'm, yep. I'm orange just you just squeeze in the, in the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's the best so okay so, so so what so what's next so airbag vest I mean I this sounds dumb but at the same time like the cool thing about the vest is that it is 
kind of out of the way and not annoying and not like huge and bulky until it's time for it to be and then it is. So what's next with this, with this kind of technology? Is it air, air pants? Air, yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder, is, is like it going to migrate down? Arm inflation? I, well, I'm thinking of all the armor I have that's bulky and I'm like, I would rather that it inflated. Yeah, people ask us that quite a bit. I mean, do you have airbag pants? <laughs> and I'm like, no. But is um, such a thing even mostly <laughs> we're just trying to concentrate on the vital organs. So, the Helite vest does protect your vital organs as well from impact, but um, we claim that your abdomen is like the third most common injury in a crash. But other than that, like typically your legs will recover, your bones and your, you know, legs will recover, your arms will recover. But like if you had a spine injury, you may not recover from something like that. And if we did airbag pants where we stiffen the legs, it could create more of an injury than if it was yeah. closer up on your body. So, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if, like, it would be separate airbags for, like, you know, upper leg, lower leg. Yeah. You know, it, it, something it gets complicated. Oh, like yeah. I said, yeah, yeah it I could say, or, like, knee protectors or something. You know, it's, it's a technology. It's going to revolutionize motorcycle safety. I mean, it's definitely still in its early stages of being adopted, but it'll get there. I mean, MotoGP riders all use it. So, Have you heard of anyone saying like, well, okay, I've got this really cool vest. I I don't need the armor in my jacket or I don't even need my jacket. I'm just going to wear, you know, maybe a Kevlar shirt or something. Um, in Florida, yes. <laughs> I mean, those people, they seem to wear a lot of just T-shirts riding. But I mean, yeah. to wear a safety vest like that, if over a t-shirt, gonna make a pretty good difference. I mean, your skin's not gonna hold up too well, but hey, that's your. But should be alive. That's your own choice. <laughs> <laughs> Free country. Yeah. So. Yeah. So tell us about the the jacket version of this thing, because because as as safety guy as I am, there's a tiny part of me that is just like, oh, the the high vis vest over my jacket. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I wear the black vest. Um, so when I wear it over my black jacket, it really blends in. And like here in California, it gets really hot. It can get cold. So I like to change my vest but or change my jacket. But um, some people, especially the adventure crowd, they like the one jacket and they don't like changing. So Nicole, yeah. let me stop you right mm-hmm. there real quick. Um, you live in California. I'm from California. I live in Utah now. It doesn't get cold there. This, she's in San Francisco, man. It doesn't get cold there. It gets evil. It doesn't get cold there. So Icicles form on your car. It doesn't get cold there. I've lived here for 10 years now. Chuck. It Chuck, doesn't get cold. Chuck. I am from a place where it is a closer drive to Canada to get to a major city. You have no concept of what cold is. I, I understand, but I'm saying someone from California telling me it gets cold there. You take it with the grains. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't get cold. Now the truth comes <laughs> out. I'll admit it. <laughs> do you sell? Do you sell insulated inflatable vests? No. <laughs> I remember living in California, people putting on scarves and, and the hood hats and, and gloves and stuff, and it was sprinkling. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't get cold there. Okay, okay right. well, yeah. So, yeah back to the adventure jacket. And I know for you, it doesn't get cold here. My one jacket. Your one jacket. So we we do have magical. a very nice adventure touring jacket. It comes in black and gray. It's fully waterproof. It's called Humex, but it's kind of like a Gore-Tex a little bit where it's breathable, waterproof membrane. 
PTFE or polyurethane? Um, poly. Wait, are you talking about the waterproofing or the material on that? I'm talking about the laminate, and it's probably polyurethane only because Gore-Tex, by its nature, is never mind. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was a little over my head there, but I do know it's called Humex. (laughs) Okay. Are you making this jacket in partnership with a a manufacturer or you guys? Well, we make this one in house, but it's actually outsourced from Pakistan. Okay. Wait a minute. (laughs) Do you know Ghazi? Once it gets to France, we re-sew it, we install the airbag. It's just we have to make this jacket pretty specific with the accordion panels um, so it can allow for the expansion of the airbag. No, we just we know a guy in Pakistan. We know a guy who makes custom really nice gear really? from Pakistan. That's why it's sprung to our mind. Yeah. You you need to talk to this guy. His name's Ghazi and he runs Taze Motorsports. T E. Oh my god, a Ghazi custom suit with an airbag in it. I want to We can it. make it. I make mean it we make we make oh, that would be jackets really cool. for Held. He lights made uh, vest and jackets for Held. He lights made jackets for Brembo. I mean, they can make them for quite a few companies. And I've talked to a few companies, like especially like popular U.S. ones. So there might be something coming down the road. Tees would be. I could see Tees being all over this kind oh, of yeah. thing. Oh yeah, he's know? a total geek. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'd love this. Yeah, he would. It, wow, that would be. Uh, That'd be really. Yeah, my lumbar is getting kind of, of kind of mm-hmm. long in the tooth. I mm-hmm. could. I could yep. use a. It's time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay, but wait, wait, back to your jacket. Anyway, we're target market, but go on. So back to the jacket. Yeah, it's a full adventure jacket. It has lots of zippers and pockets, and it retails for $8.99. Does it have a place for me to put my Starbucks card? It totally does. I don't know. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) That's your basic joke for the day. (laughs) Hey, put your Starbucks card there. You can put your, you know, for your Ducati, your Ducati bike. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm rambling, rambling. So, so Nicole, this is this is now a slight non sequitur, but now you're making fun. No, of I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm sorry. They just all make jokes about themselves going to Starbucks. That's all. That's that's what I've heard from Ducati guys. What, what do you ride, Nicole? I ride a DTM 990 Super Duke. Oh, nice. It's so fun. So, so you ride it very slowly and always at the posted limit at all times. Of course. Of with both wheels on the ground while she's going lane splitting. Most of the time. <laughs> it's such a fun bike. It's hard not to ride that thing fast. Her dad's like, put a vest on each leg. If Nicole's dad is listening, just ignore that last part. <laughs> this vest over your head. <laughs> These vests on your arms. Uh, yeah. My parents are really big supporters of my riding. They weren't at first. They did not want me to have a bike for a long time. But mm-hmm. I had to get one eventually. So... My never got used yeah. to it. <laughs> How long have you been writing? I've been writing for eight years. Okay. What got you into writing? So I started working at a BMW motorcycle shop, like just for the summer, helping out with apparel sales. And then I just loved it so much. I mean, it became my dream job working there. So I became parts manager a year later. And then, um, oh. yep, wanted to get a bike. Got my first bike, an F650. And owned a couple F650 CSs after that, and then got which I loved, and I had that bike for a long time. Sad I sold it. What was that last bike? We, we it kind of garbled up on us. It was a BMW F800s. 
Okay, um, you don't get to make fun of Ducati riders. Mm, probably not. <laughs> Although, uh, so so uh, let me let me ask you this: as a KTM owner, is is it true what they say? Are are Austrian bikes like German bikes with a sense of humor? Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really get that joke. But. I only know Charlie from. His KTM. Oh, Mike always described his KTM as like, it, it's a bike that was made by Germans, but with kind of like a sense of humor about it. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like it, riding a dirt bike a lot of times. Like, it's just... Uh, it's KTM. You know, it's not as refined as maybe the BMW, but man, it has a lot of character when you twist the throttle. So, so would, would you... What kind of rider would you say you are? Like, adventure, street, track... Um, cruiser probably mostly street i like riding for like 250 to 350 mile days like i like going for longer rides maybe wow cool yeah and i have some beautiful roads up here so i mean it's it's just oh, yeah 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 that's true the only real trouble of course with the duke is that it's really hard to get more than a couple of wine bottles on it from wine country north of the city that is, you're right. That is hard. But see, you ride with the GS guy who's got like four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so did you learn riding by. In there. Did, did you learn riding by just like going into the course or did someone, did the guys at the dealership show you first or. So my boss, John, who is like a second father to me, he um, sent me through the riding course. Um, because I worked at the dealership, he wanted to kind of help me out with it. And then after that, he pretty much taught me what I know about riding. He's a really good rider. So, and then just learning from other people, just going on a lot of shop rides, um, and just getting out there. Is there a lot of female riders in the Bay Area? Um, I think there are, but I guess compared to how many men there are, probably not a whole lot. But I, I encounter quite a bit. I mean, they just did a ladies' bike night at um, the local dealership in San Francisco last week, and they said it was a really good turnout. So I think it's starting to grow, you know. Now, what, why, do you, why do you think that is? Is that just a weird cultural thing? Because, I, I mean, a motorcycle is a motorcycle. If you're female, male, it doesn't really matter once you're sitting on it. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you think? Why do you think it's so less common with women? Um... I don't know. It's always been like a guy's thing, I guess, you know, just in movies in the past. And just, it's just always been a guy's thing. But now I think the perception is changing and women are realizing like, hey, I can do this. This is easy enough, you know. Do any of your non-writing um, female friends look at you funny, question you about it? Mm, some of them do yes and then some of them are like wow you're so badass riding a motorcycle (laughs) so how about same question but with guy friends um guy friends all guy friends are really supportive about it i mean they're always like really happy to encounter a lady rider i think i mean i haven't really had anybody talk negative about well I'm, i'm talking about guys who don't ride let me see, guys who don't ride. Uh, maybe they're a little intimidated. Otherwise known as pansies. <laughs> maybe a little intimidated. <laughs> Good. I usually pansies. stay away from those ones, you know. <laughs> she doesn't associate with riffraff like that. <laughs> Do you ride? No. Yeah. Piss off. <laughs> they're all beta males. <laughs> 
better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's always interesting to ask because, you know, it, it's as, as we have more and more female guests on the show, it becomes clear that there's still this weird, lazy, sexist undercurrent in the sport. Like but, a stigma, even. Yeah, though, yeah. But, it, but, it's a, but it's a sport where it makes the least possible sense. <laughs> What's your dream bike? Ooh, dream bike. Is can there just be one? I mean No, it's always a couple. I know. I want like eight bikes in my garage, not just one. Oh uh, yeah. Um right That's now my dream bike would be the new one, the twenty sixteen BMW R twelve hundred. Ah, Zivasa Bima. So not not that not the not that super duke GT. I know, I, I did see that too that Oh, <laughs> what's wrong with Japanese bikes, Nicole? Um, what's a Japanese bike? No, I'm just. I you know what? Once you start riding BMWs, what's wrong with them? I don't know. It's just it's hard. They're so nice. They're so I nice. Can't go back. <laughs> she doesn't associate with riffraff like that. So. <laughs> so how would you know? You don't own a Japanese bike. I did. Yeah, I really haven't ridden too many Japanese bikes, so. I'm just, you know, I worked at a BMW shop who, where we also sold, sold Triumph motorcycles, too. So those really are the only bikes I've ridden until I got the KTM. Japanese are nice people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They see, yeah, I love, I love a lot of Japanese things. I love sake. I love... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great. It's the booze. <laughs> it's the booze. No, not so much the bikes, but the booze. <laughs> okay. Here, totally so, Nicole, are you going to be at any more shows with the, uh, the Helite booth coming up soon? Okay, so yeah, Chicago IMS in February. We'll be at that event. Um, we're also going to be at next year's BMW National Rally in New York and probably the Americade event also in New York. Oh, I might go to that this year. Cool. Really? I've never been. I hear a good thing. It's kind of cool. Um, it's There's a real big cruiser crowd, so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Are you, will you have the black leather vest ready by then? Hopefully. How about Sturgis? Um, I don't know if I'll have the vest by then, but maybe. I mean, my boss keeps telling me, as soon as we get that vest, you're going to Sturgis. I'm like, great. Bunch of, bunch of guys with the ZZ top beards walking out going, my vest inflates. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to find like a, an American flag bikini or something before I go over there. <laughs> I think you know, that's the if, dress code for women there. <laughs> if, you, if you just show up there, I'm sure they can take care of you. <laughs> Is there anywhere here that sells American flat bikinis? What, you mean like on this block? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be like five vendors that go, here. 12. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. I hope so. Sturgis sounds like a blast. Americade is pretty cool. It's yeah. it's it's a pretty big cruiser touring crowd there as well. But uh, all the major manufacturers are doing demos, so yeah, it's it's a good show. Okay, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We have a really cool product review coming out in Wing World in February, so that'll be kind of interesting to read that one. Oh, one a real real important question for you. Mm-hmm. When do you need the vest back? <laughs> Um, just whenever you guys get down. I mean, really, we're gonna need more cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's winter time, and yeah, I don't know how much you guys will get out and ride with it. But I mean, put thousands of miles on it if you like. That's Be good. like two years from now. It's like, aren't you guys done with it yet? Nope, nope still, still, still testing. We're gonna need some more cylinders. I will be sure to check out HeLightMoto.com. We'll have the link on the show notes. Nicole, thanks so much for being on with us. 
yeah, it was great talking to you guys. All right. We didn't mention, I don't know if we mentioned it during the interview, but the, the vest is $600. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think the jacket was close to the uh, eight and change. Eight, yeah, we mentioned it in the interview. Okay. Yeah. Uh, $20 for the canister. Mm-hmm. And important for us, $23 for a spare tether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that we don't have to use a dog leash. Now she mm-hmm. sent us one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, no, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited about this technology. And now, like, I'm, I'm excited enough about it that it annoys me Claire isn't excited about it. Like, I'm that excited i was i was perplexed he was just like so it's the best it's awfully expensive okay yeah i was Um, like you 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 would high vis man you would put on two helmets senior high vis yes if that was a thing (laughs) you would do it (laughs) yeah i he's just like oh jacket armor yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he, I, I'm telling you, what it is is he doesn't. He it, he's one of those people who needs to be in the inflated vest. As soon as he feels the thing inflate around him, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, uh, I'll take one." So we'll push right him over down here. the hill. Yeah, push him down the hill. Go check out the video that with the show because you'll see who gets pushed down the hill. Right? Mm-hmm. If it's me or Claire or Todd, if I can sneak up on him, suspense. <laughs> Some somebody's getting pushed down the hill. Yep. <laughs> Or thrown off a bike. It'll be a Christmas miracle. Possibly both. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to throw myself backwards off the Ural at, mm-hmm. at movement, mm-hmm. maybe 20, mm-hmm. and just... Well, I'm still, I'm still hoping to leave at least one canister for it so I can, like, ride around with it a little bit and see what it feels like <laughs> riding around. Okay. You know, just actually, like, wearing the thing, like, in the real world. All right. You know. Because does it flap? Is it annoying? That kind of thing. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's an important test. Yeah. No. Do you want to take it with you? Are yeah. you writing? Yeah. Yeah. You take it with you. Cool. Because right. um, it's it's armed right now. It's ready perfect. To go. Is the leash with it? Yes. Excellent. It is ready to leash up to your bike. Cool. Um, so there's some some things in the news lately. Mm-hmm. Could they be about our favorite manufacturer? X manufacturer? Well, if you want to get technical about it. Yeah, so today, um, which is two weeks, maybe two weeks ago for you listening in the future, uh, was the auction for, the second re-auction for the EBR. The re-auction, The yeah. re-auction for EBR. Yeah, and so the, the dude who, the enthusiast dude was going to go snap it up again. The and, Shining Knight. Yep. The, the dude. The man save the Buell so that he could finally have his AX. Lost his auction. What? <laughs> oh man! He he. His statement uh, he posted onto a lot of the billboards was that they had put the the bid in. They were winning mm-hmm. up until the last moment, the last day, mm-hmm. when someone came in with a new bid, mm-hmm. and they did not. They couldn't pull the money together to top that bid. Ah, uh, man! So someone someone eBayed him. Oh someone, man! Someone, someone sniped someone him. Sniped his auction. Yep. Oh, that's so lame. Uh, as of right now, no one knows who it is. He knows yeah. who it is, and he's like, he's like, I'm not telling. Yeah, they're going to do their own press release about it. Okay. He made it sound like they were still interested in that EBR. was the that was the sense I got. Which which okay, all right, I'm going with. Uh, I'm thinking Bombardier, Bombardier, uh-huh. makers of the Can Am. Uh huh. Fits right. It's not completely insane. No, I, yeah, no, it's not insane. Yeah. 
good. Which could be good, you know, because then, you know, somebody, you know, they're being backed by a real company. A real concern, yeah. 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 I I don't know, man. I'm just like... Or is it some other enthusiast? Is it the closet Buell? Is it actually Chuck? (laughs) (laughs) Turns out Chuck was rich after all. (laughs) And he's like, nope, it's mine. Make the AX. (laughs) But I want a race. Make the AX or you don't get dinner. (laughs) You won't get your bucket of fish heads. <laughs> I want to race. Race to AX. We'll never win. Words are coming out of your mouth. I, I don't care. And none of them sound like AX. <laughs> none of them sound like, here's your AX. Eat your fish heads and build the bike. Put the, it puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, interested. I'll be interested to see who it is. I, I, it puts the AX in the bucket. I hope it's a real concern only because I would like to see these bikes be a thing. I, I'll tell you right now, I would not be in the least bit surprised if it was Hero and this was their final that fuck was, you. That was actually the other possibility I wasn't bringing up to you know protect your fragile <laughs> emotions. But yeah, that's the other possibility is Hero could very easily have just popped in to pick it up for pennies on the dollar. And they're yeah. just going to liquidate for anything they want. Yep. Would not be surprised. At this point, dude, it's not even beating a dead horse. It's, it's. You've gone to a cemetery. You have found a random dead horse. You've, you've zoomed it, <laughs> dug that up. Yeah, it's it's. You're using the other dead horse to beat that one. Yeah, I don't know what Eric did in a previous life, but it must have involved millions of dead Indians. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's dead Native it's, Americans, dead dead maybe both dead Indians, dead Native Americans, dead dead everything. Yeah. He's some sort of there's some sort of awful bad juju over this. He's living on a, an American Indian graveyard. He's I don't know, man. It's this is this makes what Harley did to Buell look quaint. Yeah, like oh, we're shutting you down. Yeah, you're gonna okay. Sh- we're gonna shut you down. We'll support the bikes for the next few years. You know, everything yeah. you keep going. You know, yeah. whatever. Here's your non-compete. Here's your your parachute. Mm-hmm. This this is yeah. This is a, a a dark alleyway where there's men with baseball bats mm-hmm. and they're not wearing pants. Yep. I don't understand. I don't understand what Eric did to deserve this. It is a complete mystery to me. Man just wants to race some bikes. Why, yep. why is the world being so harsh to this man? Don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough holiday season at the Buell House. It's like they don't just want to put him out of business; they want to break him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, you can only put a man out of business once, but you can break him a thousand times. <laughs> Just get it over with. I, I fully imagine that at some point they're just going to get it over with. They're going to show up at his house and waterboard him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you doing that? What do you want to know? Nothing. We're just doing this. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. <laughs> Even that. They just killed him. They were just killing him. They were That's just going to kill yeah, him. They were, he was going to slice him in half with a laser. Okay, yeah, fair point. This, mm. this is like he just shoots him in the knees with the laser over and over and over. <laughs> and he's eating popcorn while it's happening. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's, Why? I don't know. What, it's, I don't get it's it. It's mystery. Yeah. Another thing I don't get. Cena hmm. has a new product announcement, which I don't know if they talked about it at the AM Expo. I missed it if they did. But... Uh, 
They've got a 10S now. Wasn't that their old? No, it was 10C was their old one. Uh, well, there was the S. It's like the 10. lesser. Isn't yours a 20? Mine's a 20S. So what's the difference? Well, I thought the 20S was like the new. The new hotness. The new hotness. But there's like, I don't know. I guess there's like a fork in now in, the, in how oh, it works. Okay. Um, what little I've been able to ascertain is that the 10S will fit the existing 10 hardware. So if you've got a 10 clamp, oh, this will fit that. How much good that does you now? Um, well, I've, I've got a couple 10 clamps, so oh, this will okay. be fine. Um, and I don't think it has the FM radio. Hmm. Other than that, I'm not sure. Not clear. There's a $60 difference between these two things. Yeah. Um, The real big differentiator between the 20 and the 10, I thought, Mm -hmm. was the clamp. Mm -hmm. The 10, you had to buy specialized clamps if you want to use buds, if you want to use a mic, depending on what you want to do. The 20 had an all-in-one. Okay. The new 10S comes with the all-in-one. So I don't get it. You could probably get information from their help system that's built into the scene. I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll. All you have to do. Kill you. You just have to, death. you know. Death. Do the thing. Death. Stab you in the eye. <laughs> what you're going to do I is you turn on your Cena. I've got a pen. And then. <laughs> I've got a pen right here. I will stab you in the eye. <laughs> it's, you'll never see your children again. They'll be what's, sad what's, and crying at Christmas. Well, you know, I promise. But it has this handy dandy interface. You don't I will, need your hand. What I do to you will you make Eric Buell look like a all dream. All you have to do, like a dream, is say a command. You know, all you have to do to give a vicious beating. <laughs> okay, now I'll kill you for real. <laughs> that was that was the first. It, it's it's hit this point now where the joke like lives on its own. The first time I see Cena announce anything new, the first thing that goes through my head: Cena announces fucking anything. First thing that goes through my head is say a command. It's <laughs> wow. all I can think of when I see their stuff now. <laughs> I don't. Maybe maybe the the ten doesn't have that. That could be, which, which you know, that's why it's 50 bucks cheaper, which could be a feature for you. <laughs> that, that could be a, a seller for me, actually. Yeah, if it doesn't have... No voice commands. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Sell me 66 of those fuckers. <laughs> Under no circumstances should you say a command. Nothing will happen. It will be glorious. <laughs> I, I feel good already. <laughs> warm and fuzzy. Mm. Speaking of warm and fuzzies, what are, what are it's Christmas time, so we have to do the obligatory gift list. Okay. Uh, I've got six things on my list. Okay. One. Helite vest. That's my number one too. Not a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I, I want one of these. Yeah, vests, that's that's but, top of mind too. Okay. Helite Helite something. Although it turns out if the if the coat is made for skinny people, I guess I need a vest. Mm. Uh, two. What's your two? Uh, my number two is a big honking sidecar. I'm, I'm getting less flexible. I'm getting more flexible about sidecars. Like I take a scooter with a sidecar. Not really interested in a Ural cause it's too expensive. You po- Okay. Let me, let's go back to that. Yeah. You posted a thing today about a scooter with a sidecar. Yeah. Would you take that over a Ural? Yeah, I would. Why? Cost. Cost and ease of work. Really? It's cheap. And I can take the whole motor off with one bolt, which is something a Ural can't claim. Um, I didn't mind working on the Euro, but I don't have time to work on anything. I'm two kids. I have no time to do anything. Okay. Um, a scooter, on the other hand, I can take the damn motor off and put it on my fucking workbench and do it. 
and a scooter's cheaper. Ural, five figures. Scooter, four. Mm -hmm. And you know, for what I need it for, for that bullshit around town stuff, the Ural's in a lot of ways overkill. You don't want to fill it full of groceries in a fucking Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. So, you know, scooter one would be cheaper. It'd be really cheap on gas. Easy as hell to work on. And novelty. But what about the stuff like, you know, the acceleration, the suspension? Well, I would be buying it specifically not buying it for those things. Okay. So the, you know, this would this would be me buying cheap transport is really okay. what it is. Okay. You know. Yeah. Now would I like a big bike with a big fancy sidecar? Absolutely. But I recognize that that's bloody expensive. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. How about you, which number two? A Cena tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I need to replace my Cena. Could you you're twenty? Yeah. What's wrong with it? It's gone. 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 Have you tried calling for it? <laughs> All you have to do is sick. <laughs> Sometimes the jokes just come to you, folks. <laughs> just call for it. Why did it hit you so hard? Where, it's gone. It's gone. Like, like, like it's missing in your house somewhere. Like, I think it, it fell off the helmet. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Somewhere somebody's like, it says I could say a command, but it won't listen. I don't understand. <laughs> this is a terrible. I think I. It, Wait a minute. When it says say a command, did you accidentally say eject? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Cena. Uh, <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> I think I might not have clamped it securely. Uh huh. And. I just throw the helmet into the sidecar. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's the careless helmet throw. Yeah. I'm familiar with that one. And then <laughs> and you bang things I don't, up. I, I never always turned it on when I put it on. And sure, yeah. yeah. I just risen away because I can't find it anywhere. It's not in the sidecar. Okay. Well, it's not uh, in the trunk. It's not in any of my bags. It might be somewhere in this house, but fuck if I know where. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I'm, so really, I'm really sad about it. So, yeah. That's a bummer. I've been kind of... Putting it off, like getting a twenty, because yeah, mm-hmm. but a ten S, yeah. you know, I already I do have a ten. I, yep. I went back to using my old ten for a while. Yeah, you know, another ten. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, it's not crazy. Yeah. All right. So, what's your number three? Rock straps. Yeah, I already have rock straps. Yeah, but I think you there's more. I think they're super cool. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can always use more straps. Yep. I need some better pants. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh my god, do you? Fuck yeah. yeah. My, my, for, for those who aren't aware, my 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 try washing them. My riding pants are a pair of ancient Joe Rocket alter ego crappy pants with you know like red and green suspenders. I don't even remember the last time I seen you wear those. I pretty much only wear them on tours now. Okay. I just I just they're they're they and the thing is the thing is they're they're good enough that I just can never bring myself to spend the money to replace them. Uh-huh. You know, I got the Falstaff pants, and I was like, eh, not into these. Sent them back. I just, I. <laughs> so do you want another pair of Joe Raga? Do you know what you want? Uh, I don't know. That's part just of the problem pants. is I don't know what I want. Just I want some pants. pants. I want some good armor, and I want some material that's a little better than, like, cotton that I wax the myself. The kind of Yeah, the car hearts. Yeah. You know? And you I, wouldn't wax cotton, you fucking hipster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait for it. Um... <laughs> Wait for it. Anyways, um, but yeah, you know, like like some some. Um, no, you're not. Some maybe leather. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, do I get a pair of Tay's custom pants kind of thing? Chaps. 
I already have chaps. Wear them. No. <laughs> no. You'll be fine. When the vest goes off, that's going to cover your butt. That's true. Yeah, there you go. Chaps are good again. Great. It'd be wonderful. Yep. Yep. Okay, so number four. <laughs> you said you had six. I'm all, I'm about tapped out. Okay. Uh, the Forma Low Adventure Boots. Uh-huh. The brown low boots, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like those. Those yeah. look good. Those do look nice. You know, I like my CDs, mm-hmm. but they're tall. Yeah. Some yeah. low ones, yeah. I could wear wear around more. Only other thing I'm missing that I really want, my number four, is a pair of auxiliary lights for the Strom of some sort. I have not replaced them since the one was hanging off, and you were like, is that supposed to be hanging off? And I was like, nope, yank. <laughs> now, my list isn't necessarily stuff I want. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's stuff I think people should want. Oh, should want. Should want. Oh, well. Okay. Which leads to this next one, the Lee Parks Deer Sports Clubs. Mm-hmm. I love those things. Those are nice. Um, I still need to send mine back to get the lining fixed, mm-hmm. but they said they would do that. Yeah. Um, but I... I I've liked the, I like them better than my held gloves, mm-hmm. which were kind of uncomfortable. I the held's just disintegrated off of me. So what doesn't? Aristus <laughs> gloves don't as fast. Yeah. I just got a new pair of those. Okay, it's very exciting. And you got the the deerskin ones too. Elkskin, right? uh, elkskin, yeah. Elkskin uh, gauntlets. So real similar to what the Lee Parks things, the mm-hmm. deer sports gauntlet yeah. gloves. Love those things. The the other, only other glove that I would be interested in uh, right now, ironically, is uh, held gloves. Mm. But the uh, the two in one, yeah. Uh, but I'd like to see those go through like a you know some here's some reviews. Yeah, other I'm a little skeptical. But th- those were real impressive at AM Expo. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for now, my top glove is definitely the, the Lee Parks glove. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? No, not really. Although. I got one for you. What's that? Perfect for you. Mm. Well, not anymore. Mm-hmm. It would have been perfect for you a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. The Rita Innovations one gallon gas can uh-huh. <laughs> fits in your tank bag. Okay, but I had a two gallon <laughs> gas can on the side of the sidecar. Yeah. See, I'd go, if I was doing gas cans, I still go with the Roto Packs. Those things are the bomb. And I go back and forth about the Rotopacks. They they just work so damn well. They don't look the business particularly, but they work really well. Like, I'm still using the cans in my garage attached to nothing, Mm -hmm. just hanging on the frickin' wall, because they're such nice cans. I kind of dug the look of this one just because it Mm -hmm. fits so neatly into um, my tank bag. Mm -hmm. The... I forgot who I got my tank bag from now, but mm-hmm. it's just perfect for that size. Yeah. So there's one other thing everybody should consider for their Christmas, for their holidays, whatever. Training. Oh, I thought you were going to say wheel nerd stickers. Wheel nerd stickers, too. Yeah. Those will advance everything. They're good. Wheelnerds.com. Yeah, buy them now. Buy now, them. training, that's the thing. Everybody always thinks about, like, oh, what should I get? What should I get? You know what? If you want to get somebody a really nice gift who rides, spend a couple hundred bucks and get them in a training course. Get them on a track. Get them on a wherever. Mm. You know? Something go, cool. Yeah. Go like, do a uh, course. Go do something. Street Masters, Highway Masters. Street Masters, Highway Masters, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, whatever you have in your local track or your, you know, whatever advanced riding school you can get, get some freaking riding school. Always pays off. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or if you want to go even more big ticket, like a tour. Yeah, yeah, you could do a tour. 
That would be kind of cool. I think the, I think though the thing about it is is this the extra training is the thing that everybody could use and nobody ever really buys for themselves. Yeah. So I do want to end this though, Chuck. I have a present for you. Well, I don't have a present for you yet. It's because you're. A d- I, I brought it to you in this fine Dora the Explorer bag. I'm trying to I'm trying to make this as fun for Chuck as possible, folks. You just call me a. D- <laughs> You're giving me a Dora the Explorer bag? Oh, come on, look at it. It's a big bag with Dora the Explorer on it. And it's sparkly. And it's sparkly. All right. Yes, this is a gift for you. And little do you know, we've been foreshadowing this gift for the entire show. Proceed. Unwrap. I've duct taped it close. Duct tape? That's all I had. Undo the duct tape so you don't rip the bag. You can reuse the bag. Dora the Explorer and duct tape? Dora the Explorer and duct tape. And did you staple it too? No, I didn't staple it too. We're just trying to... What? I've been looking forward to this present for quite a few days. Why are you giving me this? It's not what you think. What is it, Chuck? Tell them what you see. This is your jacket. Nope. This is your jacket. Why is this is a arrow stitch medium Falstaff jacket? Yes, it is. A- Dairy, like a Darien Foster. I have I have acquired Why a wax cotton this? jacket for you. What is this? This is not a new jacket. No, it's not a new jacket. New ones are insanely expensive. And you can't fit into this jacket. I sure can't. Why? Where? What is this? Well, a friend found out I like wax cotton, and he had this customized wax cotton jacket uh-huh. that he doesn't use anymore. He's like, "Do you like this?" I was like, "I do like the wax cotton jacket." And then I got it. And, you know, I can't even zip it up. But I was like, I know someone who's smaller around the trunk than I am, and it has big, long monkey arms that fit me. So I said, I well, if I could fit a medium. I know I know someone who might like this. A medium might be too small for me. Mm, it's worth a shot. Mm, let me try it on. Try it on. Let's see how you look in hipster mode. Fancy. Let's see how you look in fancy hipster mode. I don't know if this will fit across my developed shoulders and arms. Mm-hmm. My pecs. <laughs> we'll find out in a minute. <clears throat> Actually, that, this might actually look all right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because it almost fits me. I'm a medium. That makes me happy. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to wear this jacket. I am very touched. This is amazing. Welcome welcome to the exciting world of hipsterdom, Jack. How do you zipper this? It's a fucking zipper. It's just a huge, heavy-duty zipper. Mommy, help. You grown up. You put it through the two zippers. You... Okay, Chuck can't operate zippers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not used to. No, part of this jacket's customness appears to be that it's got a double zipper. Yeah. Here, let Dad put... help. Do I have to put it through both? I. No, it's jammed. Your hands are suspiciously close to my crotch. <laughs> it's okay. They're sweaty too. Oh well, yeah. Say right. something dirty. Hey, look at that! Holy shit! Fits perfect. It fits. I have an arrow stitch jacket. Chuck has joined the Wax Cotton Legion. So what was that you were saying about wax cotton jackets through the entire show? As I was laughing my ass off again, Chuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to look mighty good on the Ural. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not quite as loose as I usually wear them, but, uh, you know, it seems to, uh, seems to work. Mm. Throw a heated jacket under that, you'll be live in life. Uh, I'll be live in life. Yeah, I'll be live in life. Oh my god, uh, this is amazing. Yeah, you can see it's the older version, so it's got different like uh, different uh, 
wrist attachments and stuff than mine does, but uh, yeah. Well, it does need a wax. Uh, I wasn't able to get that done to it, but it does have arrow stitch armor in it. You could probably replace it with D thirty. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is uh, this is quite the thing. Yeah, I am. I am deeply touched. Wow. I hope you didn't spend money on this. No. Okay. <laughs> I would feel deeply touched and very guilty. I put together bits of things that I had and said, I can make a thing Chuck will really like. Because, uh, you know, Japanese guilt runs strong in my mm-hmm. veins. I mean, I spent a ton. I spent like a sidecar's worth on this. <laughs> like, a, like a Hannigan uh, Astro 2x2. Uh, two two, yeah. You know, like one of those. Uh-huh. Hannigan Dual Sport money. Yeah. Wow. There's yeah. Velcro all over oh, it. Yeah. It's covered, the thing is covered in Velcro. You will lose shit in the pockets and never see it again. Is there a liner or is this it? No, that's it. It's the okay. cotton liner. Okay. Which sounds bad, but the thing about cotton is cotton breathes like unbelievably well. Mm-hmm. Are and there... then, yeah, there's just pockets on pockets. There's a pocket on top of that pocket, are a there... pocket in the other pocket. It's it's nuts. Are there vents or are they just all pockets? No, you got so the vents you have are under your arms and on your back. Okay. Which sounds like not as venty as the other jackets, except those are the vents that work. Okay. So like no chest stuff, huh? Nope, no chest stuff. Hmm. Chest stuff doesn't work because it's flat against your body. There's no way for air to move in it. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. <sighs> so wax cotton, you, you're loving this, aren't you? I'm loving every minute of this. Mm-hmm. I've been loving every minute of this show because you even started making fun of wax cotton. I did. I told the listeners it was foreshadowing. They didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know how bad it was. I didn't know either. Yeah, we'll be posting a picture of Chuck with his waxed mustache and waxed cotton jacket and three-quarter helmet riding on his Ural as soon as we can manage. (sighs) Welcome to Hipsterdom, Chuck. Uh I think you'll enjoy it here. So does that mean I have to give you my Vegeta shirt so you can have Brodom? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I can get you some protein shakes or something. (laughs) What have you learned this week, Chuck? Uh, uh, I've learned you're an incredible friend. This is a, this is an amazing present. I have my moments. I don't know how the glitter got on, for the record. Well, there's glitter all over this damn bag. Oh, it's Dora glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that apparently you need to be cautious about the bags you use. This is an amazing... That's why there's a whole revenge service for mailing glitter to people. Good point. I'm not used that yet against my ex. As well, as Chuck's going to look through all his pockets, which will take the next three hours. So that's all we got time for this week. Until next week, <laughs> ride safe, everyone. Aren't you supposed to say I'm Todd? Oh, sorry. That's all we got time for, because Chuck's going to be in these pockets for the next several hours. You're bad at outros. <laughs> Damn it. Man, you fucked it up again. <laughs> well. No, go ahead. Go. It's cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? End the show. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry freaking Christmas. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Where, yeah, do, we, where cool. do we lose you? Um, yeah, motorcycles. I don't know. <laughs>